we're finishing up our discussion on consideration in the formation process of developing a contract. And we only had one case that we talked about today that talked about consideration. And this is Marshall Durbin, uh, Durbin Food Corps v. Baker. And this is about a chicken farm. In this case, Baker was an individual who uh, started low and worked his way up the chain until he was in a very high management and because of some family issues family drama the company was going down and baker was like well need to protect myself need to protect others i have a good relationship with the current owner and so he made a deal with the current owner that he would continue to work for the company unless if one of these things happened and if one of those things happened then he would be compensated for five years of service and so the there was consideration in the terms of the agreement uh, but anyways one of the things that happened one of the triggering events was that the owner would get sick or become incapacitated in some way or die and that ended up happening uh, the owner uh, had cancer and he eventually became incapacitated and then he died uh, but Baker, when he realized that he was incapacitated, he's like, okay, I'm no longer going to work as an employee of the company, but instead I'm going to act as a consultant. And at this point, effective now, I want this contract to go into agreement because there was a change in the terms and that we set forth as a triggering event. The company disagreed. They took away his car. They fired him. They said, nope, you resigned. And so they let him go. And they said that there was no consideration because uh, the, the promise was illusionary. And what an illusionary promise is, is a promise that you can't make. So it appears as a promise, but it's something you can't make. So for example, say somebody walks up to me and says, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, hi, how are you? And they're like, good. You want to buy Niagara Falls? And I'm like, sure. It's like, okay, I'll give you Niagara Falls. Well, that's a promise that they can't make. So, so they can't sell me Niagara Falls. And the, the company's claim here is that this was an illusionary promise. Well, this wasn't illusionary in this situation because the defendant promised to continue to work and he did continue to work. He acted as a performance, and that was his consideration. So the big takeaways from this is that there, we, we have a definition of what an illusionary promise is, and then we have a larger understanding that consideration requires action. So consideration doesn't need to necessarily require an exchange of promises where I promise you this, you promise me that, but an action can count as a promise in a sense. So a performance. In this case, the defendants, uh, the plaintiffs continue to work for the company. Uh, his benefit that he gave to the company and his forbearance from leaving employment for another position was all enough actions to establish consideration. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join 
Law Schoolers Pro, and you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.